Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Death Star Radio. Um, I'm Christopher Howley, alongside my partner here, Lorenzino Estrada, and uh, today's the big day. Today was the big day. We were able to watch The Mandalorian here at midnight Arizona time. It's 1 a.m., and we're recording this episode out of pure excitement, running on adrenaline. So, you know, how do you feel? I'm tired, but we've collected ourselves. We made the walk to Cronkite at 12.30 in the morning, and here we are. I'm excited to talk about it. I mean, oh, God. We, yes, we saw the first episode. I liked, I mean, just kind of like going for it already. I liked it. Yeah, and, and just before you go into it, uh-huh. I just want to, this is a spoiler review yes. of the episode. So be beware of that. We don't want to be ruining it for everyone because it is a really good episode to start off this mm-hmm. series that we don't know where it's going to lead. Um, but yeah, we don't want to spoil that for you because the way we experienced it, we want you to experience it the same way. Yeah. Exactly. So, as I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Here. I really liked it. Um, I liked that a lot of the things that we saw in the first episode were a lot of the things from all of the trailers that we saw. So that encourages me in terms of we're not going to... That we didn't see anything in the trailers. Pretty much nothing. Yeah. that's That we're going to see maybe like toward the end of the series and stuff. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. I thought the, this episode was a, a bit of a slow burner, but I, I did like that. I like that it set up the world that we're living in now in Star Wars. I mean, there's a couple things that The Mandalorian says that kind of build where we're at right now. This takes place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi. So the Battle of Endor is done. Battle of Jakku is done as well. So um, I liked it. I liked the way it established everything and... Uh, Man, the Mandalorian still is a very mysterious character, and I really like that. Yeah, it's uh, the story. This this one is just a really great introduction episode. Like you said, it's a little slow. Don't expect too much action. There's a, there's some action, but still, yeah. Even even though we're saying don't expect too much action, there's still some real badass moments. Yeah, he's he's really the Mandalorian, and as you said, badass. But. Um, the thing is with the Mandalorian is he, what they do to, at the very beginning, let's just break down that very beginning where he goes in to get the bounty on the guy's head. He quote unquote saves his life, makes you think, oh, maybe the Mandalorian's a hero mm-hmm. and then slaps the bounty down yep. on him. You the know, puck. right? They you, call it the puck. Yeah, the puck. So you know that that just shows the ruthlessness of the Mandalorian. You thought, oh, wow, this guy's ruthless. And then you keep going. And you find out about his ship and all the people in the back in the... I, I, carbonite. Carbonite. Yep. I was blanking on the word, obviously, that we saw Han Solo in, in Empire Strikes Back in Return of the Jedi. And then he, you see like five or six guys back there. And it just hits you like, we haven't seen a character like him. Mm. Like, he's ruthless. He's not, he's not Darth Vader going around slaughtering rebels. Yeah. But he's like... He almost is a hero, mm-hmm. but he's not. Yeah. And I really liked how they established that literally in 10 minutes. Yeah. I and, loved that. And even Pedro Pascal, the actor who's playing Mandalorian, said that what's so cool about this series is that there is no definitive line of good and evil. Like, everything has been in Star Wars. You had the Empire and the Rebels, right? You had the Separatist and the Clone Army, right? This is, everything is blurred now, right? You have, like, he is an anti-hero, 
from this first episode, and, and Pedro Pascal has even said that. I was actually kind of surprised by how much he talked in the first episode. I, From everything that the trailer was setting up, I thought that he was going to be more of a silent character. I mean, he still is. He's still very mysterious. He looms large. You know, you can feel the presence that he displays throughout the entire episode, but uh, I was surprised with how much he talked. To be honest, I thought he'd talk a little bit more. Really? I thought that the trailers were going to kind of make it seem like he's a very silent character. And granted, I mean, I kind of, I didn't want him to be this outspoken yeah, everybody, like, yeah. you know, like all that. But I did also think that um, he would talk a little bit more, mm-hmm. which he did toward the end. He did, Once yeah. he met IG-88. IG-11. Or 11, sorry. I yeah. keep calling him IG-88. Yeah, that's I mean, the, we're so used to IG-88. So, yeah, that's my bad. Who's, who's voiced by Taika Waititi. Yeah, and Taika Waititi... You, I mean, if you guys have heard Taika Waititi, obviously as Korg or just in interviews, you hear Taika Waititi, yeah. and you even hear though Pedro it's a droid. Pascal too. Yeah, so. you you hear him even though they're coming through a helmet, and then one's a droid. Yep. So I thought that was really cool and unique how they did that. Exactly. But um, yeah, man, I really, I really enjoyed it. I was not disappointed at all. Not it felt I. like I was watching a movie. Yeah. The way they they the CGI was beautiful. The, the show just built like it was like I was watching the beginning of a film. Yeah, exactly. I felt like I was watching a movie. I mean, everything is done so well. It doesn't look like it's this TV show that was kind of put together on the fly. Or it, it looks like all expenses were put into this, and, and thankfully, you know. And so, also in the beginning, we saw like kind of that that new introduction for Star Wars. I'm guessing Which that's what they're going to do with Disney+. Plus. Awesome. It's like these chrome figures and like the lights like kind of change on them and then it says Star Wars. I thought that was awesome. I mean, it's just those little things. I'm right? glad they at least, I mean, I'm glad they kept the Lucasfilm logo of in course, there. Of course, yes. But that was yeah. amazing and I, I really liked that. Um, I guess moving on in the episode, we find out that he's going to find an asset. That's what they call it the entire episode, which I thought this asset would last longer than this episode, personally. Mm-hmm. I thought that they would it would take a while. Obviously, we find it out at the end. We'll talk about that at the end of our episode. But um seems like he's grabbing this asset for some form of imperial officer that used to be, or obviously the Empire is no more, but he's clinging on. Yeah, and that's something that immediately is established by uh, a conversation between the Mandalorian and uh, Carl Weathers' character, uh, Grief Karga, I believe that's his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, He says, like, oh, the Empire's not here anymore because he tries to pay him with Imperial credits, and he's like, that's no good anymore. And uh, he pays him with with something else. Yeah, I'm blanking on those two. And he tells him that he has a job for him, and he says, well, let me see the puck, which is the hologram that displays, like, the wand poster. And he says, well, all of this is off the record, and you have to go to this location. And when those, when those doors open, it's uh, that Imperial guy. I don't know the name of him. No, when those doors open, it's a gonk droid. It is and a gonk that droid, is yes. amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> just amazing. But, yes, then it's... The yeah, who's played by uh, Warner Herzog. I don't know the name of the character, but uh, there's stormtroopers around him. And he gives him this mission, says, go to this desert planet. Um, we're, we don't know which one it is. I'm going to go ahead and say it's Tatooine just for now. Yeah, I mean, and there's so many desert planets in Star exactly. Wars. You could say that's Jakku, anything. Yeah, yeah. Jakku, Pasana, Tatooine, maybe even Jeddah. I mean, you can say anything. And uh, 
There's no information on this whatsoever on this on this package or whatever they need Assets. to go and get asset that they need to go and get. Give them the last four digits of the of the last known location and you know very just off the books. See, see, that's why I mean, like I get he's the Mandalorian and he's like the best of the best when it comes to bounty hunting, but he needed eight digits and he got four. Yeah. How long did that take him? <laughs> like. That's why I thought that this was going to take a little bit longer. You yeah. know, he'd run into IG-11 eventually or mm-hmm. something like that. But, I mean... I'm glad they got into it, though. That I they, do, t- That I they too. didn't, like, make that even slower than what I had. But on that planet where he does get that information from the uh, Imperial, he ends up going to, like, this underground area, and there's more Mandalorians there. There's more people from Mandalore. I mean, they're kind of all there. It's like a little, like congregation area you know we see little kids running around yeah like what's left of the mandalorians and and the uh the payout for this bounty for this uh asset is beskar steel which is what the mandalorians use for their armor so he gives it to this uh welder if you will maybe like the the main person who does that and she crafts a a shoulder plate for him and which is a pretty darn good looking shoulder yeah, plate, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And we've and the one thing that the trailers have shown us is uh, throughout we see that the Mandalorian's armor kind of gets better in one shot. We see like the armor better than what it is than what we saw in the first episode. So I guess he's gonna that armor is gonna get better as he goes along. Maybe probably because of this asset. But um, crafts the shoulder plate for him, and we even get a little bit of backstory on the Mandalorian as she's making it. We see that. His parents are kind of taking him away. It looks like they're under attack. That's probably the planet Mandalore from Clone Wars. And, it, so. I mean, it was red blasters. Mm-hmm. So that's the blaster shots. So that's something to take into account. Yeah, it yeah. could be could be all loads of things. could be the Empire. It could be the Separatists. It, I mean, exactly. it's definitely a, one of those powers. Exactly. So. It's, not, it's not the Rebels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell. Because the Rebels of the Republic would most likely be a different shade. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, actually, the Rebels might have had red shots. I'm, I'm kind of blanking on that. But that's something with Star Wars you almost always have to take into account nowadays. Yeah. Is like those little tiny things. Exactly. But yeah, I'm thinking it's something like the Separatists mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. You know, Which, wow. If it is... Dude, this is going to be awesome. <laughs> this is just going to be... Because they even talked about the the bounty he went to go catch at the beginning. He's sitting in the cockpit with him, and he goes, wow, this is pre-Empire. Yep. His so, ship, yeah, so the Razor it's, Crest. So it's kind of cool like to think that they're, they're bringing in stuff from almost every era of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, and that's exactly what John Favreau said, who's one of the creators of the show, that... This show's going to have something for every fan of Star Wars, whether you're a fan of the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, you want stuff from Clone Wars era, all that, you're going to get it in this show. And um, that first episode, I think it was it was pretty good fan service for a couple of things. But So they go to this desert planet, right? Continuing on with this. Yeah. They go to this planet. He meets an Ugnaught who helps him. Uh, he helps him ride a creature and then from there they go, and the Mandalorian gets a payout. And we said kind of about the that this guy is not good, but he's also not horrible. He offers to pay the Ugnaught. So I mean, to me, that that's that little thing, right? That's that little character development there. Yeah, where he's he'll, like he'll, he he offers him. to pay people who will help him, uh-huh. and like he didn't. And I mean, this is moving a little bit farther by G eleven. 
he didn't just go, I'm going to kill this guy. He yeah. said, let's split it. Exactly, because they're both in together. the bounty hunter guild. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get them together. So I think that kind of, like, he respects the rules of the guild. Uh, yes, yes. So, like, he's not just like... I'm maybe more him. so because if he doesn't, then he'll be kicked out of the guild. That could I be mean, maybe, but, like, who's going to tell someone that he killed IG-11? Yeah, exactly. No one's going to tell Yeah, him especially that. after they destroyed everyone. That yeah. was guarding that little fortress there. Exactly. And, I mean, I guess he ended up killing IG-11 anyway. Yeah, we'll but, get to that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, but that that's, yeah, I'll explain my thoughts on that <laughs> later. But, yeah, this uh, this man he speaks to and he teaches him how to ride the animals that me, neither me or you know the name of right now. They right? look like miniature T-Rexes. Yeah, they're awesome. With, you've got, like, piranha mouths yeah. and it's, like, really cool. But I love, I mean, I think I might have to end every statement I ever say with I have spoken from now on, from here on out. I think I'm going to have to do it. But, um, yeah, it was a, I think he's actually a pretty cool character. Obviously, I think we're going to get a little bit more of him. Yeah, definitely. At least I hope we do because he's pretty unique, maybe, because they haven't left the planet at the end of this episode, so Mm -hmm. maybe he takes him. Yeah. Or something like that. Maybe he finds out. Maybe he finds out that he finally got to the asset, you know. So I'm actually pretty excited for that. Um, but all in all, his character was kind of just used as a guide. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he was a guide, but he was just kind of a filling point to get, maybe build a little Mandalorian character art with the paying. Yeah. Um, and build a little bit more of a background on the Mandalorians for those who probably have never seen Clone Wars. Yeah. Everyone knows the Mandalorians are like lethal killing. Like they are, they they're are warriors. Ruthless. Yeah, they're amazing, and so um, having them, like having him describe, like I've heard the stories, and if the stories are true, this will be quick. Yeah, and it was. I mean, granted, he had IG 11s help, but yeah. I still think he probably would. And a it. huge laser turret helping him yeah. clear out the end of it. I that really like the dialogue between uh, the Mandalorian and IG 11. Oh, I love. And that. I, I thought it was so funny how IG 11 every time they got in a little bit of trouble, he was like activating self destruct mode. Like that is so funny. <laughs> it, it it was really great. I think. And I'm hoping, that's why That's why I'm hoping, I guess this is kind of leading towards the end of the episode, yeah. in a way. So, obviously, he ends up popping IG-11 in the head with a blaster shot. Um, I don't think that's the end of IG-11. I think he's going to take him, and they're going to repair him. Yeah. And they're going to, obviously, have him. Because there's no way Taika Waititi's in one episode. <laughs> I know he's like a director, but come on. You know? So, I'm excited for that, but... Because we've talked about all of that now, and the dialogue is fantastic, how they go, now we just need to open the door. Yeah. They make that turn, and everyone laughs, uh-huh. you know, and all of that. And, you know, it's just it's just a great little... I, I just love their banter. Yeah. Um, I'll let you introduce the... Uh, all right. The biggest part of the episode the, that had my mouth on the floor. Yeah, the New York Times reported that there was going to be a major universe spoiler in the first episode... And um, they were right, because once those doors come down, they look around to see all the, like, the cargo that's there, and then there's this circular container floating floating that they go up to. There's a life form in there. They open it up, and it's a freaking baby Yoda. <laughs> a little green Yoda. I mean, just the cutest little thing with the biggest black eyes. And the, the iconic ears, 
It's a baby Yoda. And I loved how they showed it too because the first time we saw it, it was from behind. Yeah. In the ears. And you could just see the ears. I was in denial. I was like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way that's a Yoda. We call it a Yoda because they're, it's it's known as an unknown species. We know that there's the the other. Yaddle. Yeah, Yaddle (laughs) in Phantom Menace. And all we that. Love Yaddle. And so we know that Yoda's not the only one of his kind. So I mean maybe Yaddle's a female. So right? I, I have I actually don't know about that. If Yaddle's a female, maybe Yoda and Yaddle had a little uh, <laughs> messing around. So I have on. a quote here that I got on Wikipedia. It's oh. George Lucas about Yoda's background. Oh boy. And this is this is what it says. Quote So he's a mis- he's a mystery character. He's a magical character. He has no background. He comes and he goes. He's a subversive, secret, mysterious stranger that enters the film and then to exit at the end. That's all George Lucas has to say about him. On the Star Wars database online, when you click on Yoda, it says species unknown. So obviously there's no background on Yoda and Yaddle and anything about their kind at all. Or this baby. Yeah, or this baby, and I think... This 50-year-old baby. This apparently 50-year-old baby. Which would make sense because Yoda was, what, 900-something years old? So it does make sense that at 50 years old, it's still the size of a baby. So could this be Yoda's baby? I mean, timeline-wise... It makes some sense. It makes sense. Yeah. It totally does. Now, we don't know any of the reproductive... information about Yoda's species we know nothing about Yoda's species but yeah I mean first episode I mean this is at the, right at the end of the episode so we don't know we really don't know anything other than what we saw and mm-hmm. so the Mandalorian kind of like sticks out his hand and you can see the you can see baby Yoda mm-hmm. you can see the little arm come up and see and I know they talked about it, and a lot of people have talked about it with Ray and uh, Palpatine yeah in the last or no, I guess not the last Jedi. The Rise of Skywalker theories is the idea of cloning. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is always an option. Oh my goodness! If you're gonna clone someone, why not clone the most powerful Jedi? Yeah. That kind of that kind of reminds me of what Snoke says in um in Last Jedi when he says, "I knew that his equal in the light would would grow." As he did when he's talking about Kylo Ren and Rey, so I mean maybe the Emperor, it kind of maybe that kind of fits in with the Emperor too. The Emperor is, I mean we don't we don't know anything about the Emperor being alive or not, but let's say the Emperor is alive, his equal in the light. We saw them fight in Revenge of the Sith. Maybe the Emperor's equal in terms of like the Force is Yoda. So as the Emperor rises, maybe so does Yoda. I mean, we're definitely getting in the weeds on this. I know. But so that, it could just be Baby some Yoda. Big theories, but, I mean, it could be Baby Yoda. I mean, it's just... Maybe it has no relation to Yoda. To be honest, I just don't know what to think about this Baby Yoda. Actually. I think the maybe the most logical theory of this is that it's just a very rare species that nobody knows about. Because in that, in that meeting between the Mandalorian and that Imperial sympathizer, a doctor comes out. That's something we didn't in touch an on. Imperial and he wants and he wants that baby Yoda alive because he wants to do tests on it. Clearly. So they will probably want to find more background on this, how this yeah. creature works. And the and the Imperial officer says that it, he wouldn't mind it dead. Yeah. Because he knows what it's probably capable of. Yeah. 
which just leads to so many possibilities and why I am so glad I only have to wait till Friday <laughs> for another episode. Yep. Because, oh my Because the only two goodness. species we know of Yoda species are Yoda and Yaddle, and they're both Force-sensitive. They were both on the council. So this could just be a Force-sensitive species. It's possible. Yeah. We don't know where they're from. Exactly. We don't know anything about them. Like, where is their their origin? What planet do they originate from? Could it be Dagobah? Because Yoda goes to Dagobah to go in hiding. But he Maybe goes in why. exile. I don't feel like he'd go he'd to go exile back to, his home to go planet. back to his home planet. That's true. So that's... We, we have no clue what's whatsoever. Maybe this gives us a background on Yoda. Maybe Did we need a background on Yoda? I wouldn't Yoda. mind it. I mean, I wouldn't mind one, but I hope they don't ruin it. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they have to be very careful with this. But personally, I've always wanted to see a, a Yoda backstory. Or, or maybe mean, not specifically Yoda, yeah. but like his species. I want to just know more about them. Yeah. Because they've been an enigma for forever. You know what I mean? There's ne- never been any backstory on them. So I'm... I'm excited to see where this goes. And I think that was a perfect end to the first episode. I think it was a great end. Yeah, and like what you said, we only have to wait till Friday for the next yeah. one. Is Baby Yoda just a ploy to sell Baby Yoda stuffed animals? I would buy Wait, one. Dude. That was the <laughs> cutest thing ever. I can't wait to put that. <laughs> I already know my next Twitter background. It's going to be the little ears poking out with the Mandalorian oh looking down gosh. on them. <laughs> I just This is going to be really interesting. I want to know if this, if this Baby Yoda... Will it hashtag play in? Yeah, hashtag baby ought to get that trending. Um, will that um, be the main plot of the entire season? Of season one, or will it just be kind of an introduction? Um, I, it's this. This obviously no, this is too big of a thing. I feel like to only have. A that's what I was gonna say. This this is could this could be big enough for it to be the main thing. It, it it's pretty huge. I I want to know more about this i mean of course i want to know more yeah. about this but now could there be maybe like a couple episodes where it's like side quests and stuff yeah definitely they only have eight episodes to work with though this is i mean they have a second series. season already in the yeah. works so you know, they yeah. already know what they're doing mm-hmm. so i mean all my hands are in all of my i mean disney plus is gonna own my life for the next couple we looked of at days. disney plus this is getting off topic but we looked at disney plus and all the stuff that they had holy crap they had you sweet guys life like... of zach and cody <laughs> if you guys like disney you guys like marvel you guys like star wars wizards of waverly you guys Please. like anything i mean the simpsons are on there i mean there's just Do you like national animals? geographic yeah. there's just i mean we're not sponsored by disney or anything but we sound like we it would love to be they basically own us but um i would definitely go on there plus you'd be able to keep up with the mandalorian keep up with our um podcast yeah our on top of that because i believe we're kind of wrapping it up here we are um make sure to check out our new blog death star radio pod.wordpress.com i believe it is yeah Something like that. Um, just check our Twitter. That's Death Star Radio on Twitter, at Death Star Radio 1. The link's in there and everything. And we'll also put the link to our blog in the descriptions for wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, um, Apple Podcast, Anchor. We'll put the link to our blog there and also yeah. our Twitter. Yeah, and this way we can expand on some stuff that maybe we don't talk about in yeah. these podcasts. I like, mean, it's it's one twenty four in the morning. We're not we're tired. We're not going to be able to touch on everything that we just saw from this forty minute episode because 
our minds are racing and we're just so excited about this. So we apologize for if it was being a little jum jumbled or we didn't get to everything. There was just so much and we're so excited. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to we're going to get some rest right now. And then in the morning, we're, we're going to go into Rebels, right? Yeah. Where I mean, me, me and Zeno or Zeno and I, which would be the proper grammar <laughs> way to say it, um, have not seen any of Rebels. And I know maybe some of you have, but um, do not spoil it. I don't. I don't care where you spoil it, whether it's on Twitter or in the comment section of the blog. Do not spoil is, Rebels because uh, Rebels is something I've been looking forward to for months. Yeah. I almost bought the entire series on Blu-ray, but I convinced myself to wait. To wait. For so this is this is big news. So we're really excited tomorrow. We've got nothing going on. <laughs> we're gonna just. We have cleared our schedule. Yes, we are going to binge watch. All of Star Wars, or not all of Star Wars Rebels, but as much of season one as we can. Yeah. Um, at a reasonable rate, because we are human beings. <laughs> um, but yeah, just coming back to the blog, I mean, for example, we have some stuff on there right before we actually had this, because we didn't expect this. We didn't expect it to come to out, come out so early. Yeah. Um, we posted our what the one biggest thing we want from the Mandalorian. And my theory is toast already. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of toast. It didn't start with it, but it could still happen. It could still happen. So That'd I'm not going to spoil that things. because we want you to go click yeah, on the blog. Yeah, check the blog. Read it. <laughs> yeah, so shameless plug. But um, we do want you to check that out. It'll give you a little bit more insight on our brain. And this way you don't have to listen to us talk as much. <laughs> you know, it's just easier to read while you're on the go. But... You have anything else to say, Zeno, before we sign off here? No, I'm just excited that Disney Plus is out. I can't wait to to just watch Rebels and, and to continue watching Star Wars Resistance as well and all the other Disney things. And, yeah, we're going to keep going with this Mandalorian, and we'll see where it takes us. I'm so excited. Baby Yoda, man. Baby I, Baby Yoda. Yoda. I love it. Yeah, well, that's going to do we, it. Yeah, we, we thank you for listening once again, and uh, may the Force be with you. Always.